Okay, so hi. Today I have with me Hannah Lalanpui. She's here live at the Tata Literature Festival. I'm going to interview. I'm very excited. Hi, Hannah. Hi. I'm very honored to be here. Oh, okay, so before we get into the book, and your book is super exciting. It's called When Blackbirds Fly. Mm-hmm. It is set in 1966. It's about young people, and it's uh, set in Mizoram's independence struggle. So before we get a little bit more into that, could you tell us a little bit more about your session today? and what you're going to be speaking about uh so uh today's session is titled uh, fallout so i'll be talking about you know how histories affect uh, society how the past affects the present mm. and how you know historical wounds uh, shape society and the psychology of the people you know you are a phd scholar in mizoram mm. you focus on uh, post colonial studies mm. and children's literature and i found that very interesting that all of those things have come together in your novel when blackbirds fly so how did it all come together for you why what was the story what was the idea behind hmm. the book so uh my story is set uh, in the 1960s it's about the bombing of aizol by the indian government in 1966 and the bombing was what started the 20 year long uh, insurgency in mizoram i've chosen this a uh, very dark part of mizo history because the insurgency really shaped uh, what we are in society today and i think it's really important to understand the struggle of uh, that generation because when we understand the struggles and what our parents and grandparents had gone through during that time i think it kind of bridges the generational gap between our generation and the older generation so that was why i've uh, chosen that aspect of history and also uh, we have many accounts of the insurgency mainly political accounts and i felt that you know the real victims of the insurgency like the children and the old people were not represented enough in those kind of accounts because you know political accounts tend to be very biased and very factual so i wanted to bring out the experience the emotions and the feelings of the children who were suffering during that time that's very interesting and it sort of as you said you know bridging the gap ah, yes. uh, between generations obviously you couldn't go back and speak hmm. to you can't go back yes. in time and you can't go and speak hmm. to uh you know people who were hmm. children in that time so how did you um, sort of do your research how did you get all of these accounts hmm. and how did you sort of envision the life of what it must have been hmm. to be a child because children's writing is very very yes. different yeah so uh, many of the people that I, uh, that i interviewed for the book were about uh, 70 to 80 years as i've mentioned before we have political accounts like factual accounts historical accounts but i believe that those are less reliable than the oral accounts that we get from grandparents so i interviewed around uh, 20 people who were in their 80s so those people were like um you know 12 to 15 years old during that time and it was easier to get in touch with the emotions and the feelings of people what they actually went through when we talked to them it reminds me of uh... 
Archal Malhotra's hmm. book uh, about the partition, where she hmm. also interviewed uh, a lot of sort of mm-hmm. older people and grandparents. And I'm particularly very interested. I feel like every grandparent should tell their story before yes. they go because the kind of treasure trove hmm. that you have there uh, is so much. And I feel like you must be feeling this a lot. The representation of Northeast literature is still not a lot, um, especially for children. Hmm. For example, we all know so much about these partition stories. Yes. But this is something very new that you brought mm-hmm. to the table. So, what do you think about that, and what did you hope, you know, in a larger sense, that you would achieve by mm-hmm. putting out this this book? And what did you hope that children will learn mm-hmm. about Mizoram from this? Yes. Uh, so, uh, the Mizo community, uh, especially in terms of li- uh, written literature, we're still fairly young as compared to, you know, other Indian states, and, and you know, uh, even within the entire uh, Northeast, of course. So. This particular incident of the bombing and the insurgency was a very uh, muted and silenced part of history for a very long time. When the bombing took place, the media was uh, informed not to report about it. So I think it was more than, you know, 10, 15 years, it was very silenced. My mother's family, is uh, they were a direct victim of the insurgency. So I grew up listening to my mother's story about how my grandfather got killed during that time. So, you know, I kind of felt like, this has to be like put out as a story. And the bombing was, as I've said before, it was a very defining, how do we say this, defining uh, aspect of uh, Mizoram history. And it was the first time that the Indian government used its force on its own people. On top of that, it was a very silent and muted part of history. So that was why when I interviewed those people listening to my mother's story, I felt like, you know, it has to be put out in public so that be a kind of healing process for the surviving victims as well. So I think um, I have kind of achieved what I hoped my book would do because here we are talking about it. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, um, you know, especially even within the Mizo community, the young, the present generation really did not know about mm. the bombing because we don't talk about it that much. So I think it brought about a very um, renewed sense of historical awareness even among within the Mizor community as well. Yeah. And I'm really happy. No, that's great. And obviously, this was a very violent, traumatic part of history that, mm. that you're chronicling. But it's a children's book. Yes. Um, so, you know, how did you sort of navigate that sensitivity? You know, did you have to sort of leave parts out? Did you have to tone things down? Because you are writing for very impressionable minds. I didn't really, you know, censor myself while writing about it because... I feel that, you know, when we talk about children's literature in today's time and age, I think we need to expand it and diversify it a little bit because apart from the fantasies and the fairy tales that we uh, take into children's literature, I think uh, there are certain aspects of reality that uh, children should get exposed to because it's what they'll be facing anyway, right? So I think when we talk about, you know, uh, readership among children, I think many times children are more aware and more responsive towards uh, the reality than we imagine them to be. So I think uh, part of what my book is trying to do is to diversify and expand uh, children's literature. Okay, yeah, I like that. I think it's very important. I remember as a kid, you know, reading Anne Frank's diary, Mm. you know, and that really had such a lasting impression on me and it it builds empathy. Mm. So I think that's great. So we Mm -hmm. usually have this signature rapid fire round in our interviews, which you have to just answer in one word. Okay, where do you get your best ideas? From my mother. 
yeah from her stories yeah that's fantastic okay one underrated book. i think it's ken follett's uh, historical novels <laughs> yeah okay one book about mizoram that you think everybody should read apart from yours zorami by masomi jacob okay what is that about again it's about the insurgency okay so it's, it's the first english novel in mizoram to come out oh yeah. that's interesting okay if you could read only one book your entire life which book would that be i think that would be uh, rashidi's uh, the enchantress of florence okay <laughs> why i really loved it it's the only book that i reread for the second time amazing okay so your next book Okay, so I'm currently uh, we're in the process of editing my next book. It's going to be about how Mizoram society was like during the 1940s, during uh, India's in, India's struggle for independence. So it'll be mainly about how uh, Mizoram society was like during colonial administration, because the kind of colonialism that we experience in Mizoram is very different from the rest of the world. It was through uh, Christianity, through religion. So I want to bring out that aspect of Mizoram history again. I for one you know uh, really am interested in northeast I feel like there are a lot of stories mm. that are forgotten um I remember editing I was an editor at Penguin I remember editing mm. this uh, cookbook northeast cookbook nice. um and there were so many interesting recipes mm. and uh you know so I'd love to actually like visit more read more mm. uh, so thank you for introducing me to something You're new today welcome. uh and best of luck for your thank session you so much Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Tara Khandelwal, the founder of Bound, a company that helps you grow through stories. Please find us on Bound India on all social media platforms. Would love to connect with you there. And we have much more coming up in this mini series. So tune in for more conversations from some amazing authors from India and South Asia. And keep your love for stories alive and for books and beyond. See you then.